Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the summoner's call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Uh, apparently, Christmas has started. Yes. According to Disney, which is usually this time of year. So. Well, here's the thing. I've had this conversation with my American friends before, and I'll do it again right this moment. In Canada, we have a day on November 11th called Remembrance Day. I think it's very similar to your Memorial Day, uh, maybe closer to Veterans Day as opposed to Memorials Day. Um, mm-hmm. And and that is sort of the buffer for us. Like This year, I have no qualms with anyone putting up Christmas decorations November 1st because it's been one of those years. It, but in most years, the idea has been to put up Christmas decorations on November 12th after Remembrance Day in recognition of our veterans. And um, for me, it's a little weird because my job does a lot of work with Disney and because of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. um, they can't cram all the people who install the Christmas decorations to the parks into small vans. So they've chartered our buses out. So mm-hmm. I've been doing overnight shifts, helping them get the people where they need to to get the decorations up that's kind of neat that's like some yep. behind the scenes type stuff yep yeah so. well i guess that makes and sense i wasn't like, complaining i was just commenting no and i guess i was yeah. just sort of like latching on to the because i've seen a few people post photos of putting their christmas trees up and you know what do whatever do that if it makes you happy do it i was gonna say do whatever makes you happy but there's, like if there's know. any year that people need christmas cheer early it would be this one egg Exactly. So my, I guess my original question was like, is there sort of a buffer in November? I know you have American Thanksgiving, but to me as a Canadian, American Thanksgiving just felt like the beginning of Christmas. Like it, it always kind of combined yeah. for me, but it depends. I mean, for me, I guess there's sort of a buffer that's called laziness. <laughs> hey, man, and if you put so... up the direc- decorations once in the last two months, like that's that's a good time investment, right? Yeah, but I got to get off my butt and actually put them up at some point. Yeah. Well, or not, you know. <laughs> it's more often that my sister pesters me, hey, we should put up the Christmas decorations. Yeah, you should put up the Christmas decorations, Eddie. I will join in said pestering and make sure you do such a thing. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, and, and there's, like, Fire Emblem Heroes, the game we're here to discuss. We could wait till December 1st to discuss Christmas because that's what the game does. Um, and, and we'll have lots to talk about with Fire Emblem Heroes and uh, also Game Club later on in the episode. So why don't we why don't we jump right in here and let's look at the banners because there's some some stellar banners here. We've got the Weekly Revival Banner 14. I led with that, but it's probably not the stellar one you're hoping for. Heroes with Tactic Skills goes until the 2nd of November. Hubert and Bernadetta goes until the 2nd as well. Hood Up Throwdown goes until the 4th. Is that the voting gauntlet? banner yes usually okay because usually they say like voting gauntlet part one and two but they've decided to give it a name there have been others that have had a name because there's enough characters that are tempest trial or grand hero battle or other methods that do not qualify do not they don't need more than one banner right yeah that makes sense well also running is goddesses servants until the fifth legendary banner dimitri until the fifth and dragon's harvest until the seventh and yes we do have a new legendary banner how did we do on said banner eddie how'd you do well i dove into the legendary banner of course and boy was it a deep dive i went all of one rings in 
because on my first ring I got three blue orbs, and Dimitri was the third summon with nice. those three blue orbs. So eight orbs and done. I did um, end up doing the weekly revival banner this morning and had no reds on the ring because that's my go-to color on all these normal banners. Uh, so I summoned blue there as well and got a Hinoka off of that. Nice. So Sounds like you had a pretty, pretty lucky summon. Uh, and yeah, it was good you got Dimitri right off the bat. I did not have so much luck with Dimitri, but I did put another uh get another or i got 40 summons in the goddesses servants banner Uh, i did get a bunch of five stars actually i got a fallen ike uh, which was new to me got another flame so two of those kicking around uh followed by my spark summon to get catherine and uh, based on our conversation last week i figured with set of joining the three four normal pool i figured i just let him you know bring himself over whenever he had a chance um but moving over to the legendary banner i got a morale from a red orb which was my backup from summoning blues but on my quest for dimitri i got a legendary crom uh, and that pretty much exhausted my orb so no dimitri this time around unfortunately okay did you have crom before or was crom a new one for you all, all of everything except for the double flame brand new so i mean i'm not i'm not complaining i feel pretty good i was Mm -hmm. um i was lucky enough and this is kind of how my legendary mythic summoning works is like i'm not too worried unless it's a character i really really like um dimitri maybe if i had played his path i would have i would have been all for it but um i for me I usually I'm fine to wait and then I get these uh, I get these occurrences where if I'm summoning blue there's no pity break. If I get a if I get a blue five star, it's a new blue five star. So in this case all three of the blues, uh Crom, um Dimitri and uh uh Fallen Corn Male, I I don't have those. So Okay. Uh, I would. I didn't. I. Ne- I don't necessarily wanted. I didn't necessarily like want or looking out for fallen corn. But at least if I had gotten them, it wouldn't have been like ah shoot a duplicate. You know, it's yeah. I try to look at the silver lining when we're when we're gambling on, you know, fake <laughs> <laughs> with on heroes. You know, um. But yeah, I I was uh I'm pleasantly happy with it. I, I mean, I have to stop summoning. Obviously, I'm not buying orbs to get Dimitri. I will wait until he returns and. January, so yeah, makes sense. Indeed, you know, if anything you want to save up some more orbs because maybe you want to summon on the uh, special hero revival of the land's bounty that's starting up on the second. Uh, along with that is a lost lore, uh, new round of lost lore starting up, as well as heroes with bonfire. Uh, we also have the grand hero battle with with Trevon. I'm pretty sure that one's a revival starting on the third. Uh, the Tempest Trials Plus, uh, as well as Login for it and Bonus, sorry, uh, starting on the 4th. Uh, red Battle, series of Red Battle Quests, I'm guessing Battle with Red Units, uh, starting up on the 5th. Uh, special Heroes to go with that Tempest Trial, as well as a bonus in the Login Bonus in the Banner, uh, are starting on the 6th, with the Tempest Trials uh, starting on the 7th. We also have the uh, new heroes in Forging Bonds Revival, Harmony Amid Chaos, starting up on the 8th. Nice. Good stuff all around. And uh, mentioning dates, upcoming dates, 
Um, oh, we should also mention, is this, uh, I didn't actually check. I don't want to, oh yeah, so this is, I, 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 I wrote this in, I can't, I think I thought I wrote it in. Anyways, well, we sorry. have a, we have a couple more events on the calendar before it vanishes. Um, yeah, well, well a, let's go over there. I think it's, um. BHB Revival on the 9th or 10th. And mm-hmm. I think the day before that, there's, we got the Harmony Mid Chaos, uh, the Trick or Defeat re- Special Heroes Revival. Yeah, and then the calendar is, the expires from there. But I mean, I would yeah. expect us to get another calendar on the on or around the fourth of November, which is when we're going to be getting uh, a new version update with version four point eleven. And uh, the uh, this morning we got word of the next update and what we can expect from it, including the usual stuff, as well as the previously mentioned update locking the game out of anyone who has iOS nine or lower. Also, this update brings the finale of Book 4 in late November. So we talked a bit about this pre-show, and I wanted to kind of, you know, make a nod to this. We normally, with Fire Emblem Heroes, are often finding ourselves early to mid-November thinking, when are we going to get a a Book 4 launch? And that also includes, when are we getting the conclusion to the previous book? Uh, I've I've only wondered about Book 4 launch this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Previous years, I was wondering about Book 3 launch and Book 2 launch, but Ugh. this year was Book 4. Here I thought I made a genuine mistake, and you were actually correcting me, but no. <laughs> oh, you're good, sir. Well, I was technically correcting your genuine uh, yeah, flub-up, yeah. you know. It's okay. I will uh, forgive you, uh, but I shall not forget. Um, I will say this, that uh, we're, we usually don't know when these book transitions are happening. Uh, did you like that? And um, we're always left wondering when the new one will start and when the old one will end. So this is an interesting change from intelligent systems where they are telling us when a book is ending. They're not telling us when book five is coming, although it's very much telegraphed as being, you know, the version update in December, which has been the case for the last three years. So not really anything new. It's just kind of interesting to see them you know, confirm it as opposed to leaving us like, if, maybe this year it'll be different, you know? If anything, the book seems to be pushing a little further back this year, because I think most years it's usually over by, if not early November, by um, late October. So this one's going to be late November. So if they do start book five in November or in December, uh, it'll be a quick turnaround there. Yeah. Because like two years ago, we had the Dream Banner. With Dream Corn, two Dream Corns, Dream Camilla, uh, Young Azura, and Makoto. So, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. We usually do get it. It it seems a bit late, but um, it will be interesting to see sort of how how things shake out uh this year. And 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 you know, knowing that they're confirming late November, not necessarily a specific date. But uh, I wonder if this is going to cause some data mining of some kind. Like, do you know? Do you think we're going to get something from this? The fact that they're putting it in there, and are there is there going to be sensitive data in there? Do you think? I doubt it. Maybe, but my understanding, from what I've understood, they usually put the actual story chapters in when they put in the banner that's connected to them. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say. Maybe they will have some data or info for them to mine. Maybe some character models that, you know, 
for unknown, previously unknown characters that might pop up or something. It's hard to say for sure. Yeah. Well, we shall see what happens uh, in the... Well, we'll see what happens when when the version hits and if anyone picks it up. But we are going to move into our main topic, which is the legendary banner. Uh, legendary Dimitri hit the streets just the other day. And on his banner in the red corner, we have legendary Ryoma, legendary Marth, and Moralbalilis. Uh, on the blue, we got legendary Dimitri, legendary Krom, and fallen Chrome or fallen Chrome, fallen Corin male. In the green side, we've got Thrashir, legendary Edelgard, and fallen Leon. Finally, in the colorless realm, we've got fallen Robin, Air, and legendary Om. That was a that was a big avoid for me because I've got all three of those. Uh, also green as well with fallen Leon. It wasn't necessarily something I was looking for. So red and blue is my focus. Uh, like, is that, yeah, quick question. That Robin, is that Fallen Robin or is that uh, Grima Robin? I guess it is the same thing. I'm just, we have the yeah Halloween Fallen Robin now. So Oh, that's right. No, uh, it must be Grima Robin. So that's Legendary Robin, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a good clarification. That was a good one. Yeah, uh, I, I have Legendary Robin plus 10 already, so. Exactly. He he's uh he is one that comes comes around often. Wasn't that the joke? There were so few colorless heroes. She, but yes. Hmm. She. Oh yeah. She. I'm thinking of a different. Yeah. The other one's green. I can't keep track yeah. of all these fallen heroes. What's going on here? Yeah. The other green Robin is non or non legendary green. And right now we have the new Halloween one. It's too many heroes to keep track of, I tell you. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's keep track of one more hero with uh, Dimitri, Savior, King. This is a big one, tuck in, folks. Dimitri is the leader of the Holy Kingdom of Fargus. When he was a young child, Dimitri lost both of his parents, like Batman. Uh, this incident left a terrible scar in his heart, like Batman. Sadly, a number of other tragedies would follow. Like Batman. Uh, for a while, Dimitri was lost to utter despair. But with the support of his professor from the academy and his fellow classmates, he regained the, regained the emotional fortitude his kingdom needed. Having gotten back on his feet, Dimitri joined the war against the Adresian Empire to put a stop to the strife that had befallen Fodlin. Legendary Dimitri is a blue lance infantry that wields Ariadbar. Ariadbar? Does that sound right? I've always called it called it arid bar. Arid bar, yeah, yeah. Arid bar sounds good. That sounds a lot better. Rolls off the tongue a little better. Um, arid bar uh, accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one. Or at the start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to twenty five percent, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five during combat. And also, if unit's speed is greater than foe speed, reduces damage from attacks during combat. And from area of effect specials, or excluding rocker area of effect specials, by percentage equal to the difference between stats times 4 to a max of 40%. He has a few new skills, the first being in the B slot called Atrocity. At start of combat, if foe's HP is greater than or equal to 50%, boosts damage by 25% of unit's attack, and after combat, inflicts attack slash speed slash defense, slash resistance, minus five, and special cooldown count, plus one on target, and foes within two spaces of target through their next actions. 
Uh, this has no effect on special cooldown counts already at maximum. The second is in the C slot called Odd Tempest 3, where at the start of odd number turns, unit can move one extra space. That turn only and does not stack. Rounding out his kit is Blazing Wind as a special and sturdy impact. In the A slot. Like Batman. Yeah, I never realized all the similarities between Dimitri and Bat- Batman, especially, you know, that homicidal, mi- maniacal murder spree that Batman yeah. went on in there was the a summer on a regular basis. Yeah, there was a summer where he uh, lost his way. I think it's in the comics. It's a deep cut. Uh, but... One one quick note for Eridbar. Uh, there's a note in the game that uh, points out that um, it will calculate the... Uh, the damage reduction uh, for a area of effect special uh, separately. It'll do it before the special, then at the start of combat. So you'll have two different uh, damage reductions based on how much you know damage you receive during the from the AOE special when an enemy attacks with those. Hmm. So. So is that an that additional? That will be added to. It. So essentially, if a foe attacks them with their special ready to go, and it's an AoE special, uh, when the foe attacks, he will get a damage reduction to that AoE special, and then after that AoE special goes off, it'll calculate again with the new stats based on the amount of damage he received. So let's say he takes five damage, it'll subtract five from the reduction during combat. Okay, interesting. So uh, have you have you used your Dimitri at all yet? Like, have you gotten to put him through his paces? Yeah, I actually uh, did something a little different this time around, and I was leveling up some characters through um, Forging Bonds. Uh, I leveled up Flame, Seth. Uh, Dimitri and uh, Shamir through the Forging Bonds instead of waiting for the Tempest Trials. Uh, which is where I found out a little trick about Flane is that she doesn't come with an attack skill and her <laughs> healing skill doesn't give her any experience. So you gotta switch her healing skill while you're leveling her or at least until you can get her an attack skill. You had, you had mentioned that. Gain any levels. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... And he was pretty powerful. He was pretty powerful. He was going up a lot quicker. Had to do a bunch of manual rounds of it and pull his weapon off so he wasn't gaining too too much experience over the others because it bases the enemy levels off of the highest level character in your team. So, especially at the start when Flane wasn't getting any experience, uh, he was leaping far ahead of her. Nice. Well, yeah, no, you had mentioned that in the um, in the Discord, and I was kind of thinking, like, I haven't actually leveled her up yet, so I was like, oh, okay. And, and since note. you have a second flame, if you merge her, you can get the attack skill right away. But it, there is a note in Flame's uh, healing skill, Rescue and Rescue Plus, that it does not he- give you any experience or SP when you heal with that. Because it's right. got a move skill attached. So... Okay, I'll keep that. I'll have to keep that in mind for sure. Um, yeah. n- you know, it's it's interesting. Um, 
so I mean, looking at Dimitri, having not played this side, uh, it's it's always cool to learn like a lot more about a character through this game, especially one so recent. It's kind of weird that a lot of the stuff that uh, the game touches on with um, you know meet meet some of the new heroes. Uh, the Sharina Guide, it, it really does describe a lot of the later game uh, without spoilers, I'd say, outside of him sort of redeeming or actually coming back from the brink as opposed to my experience with him where he was like, so crazy. Um, but I, I got to say, I'm digging the whole, you know, uh, the war path versions of these characters that we're getting, you know, the legendary lords and stuff. And I wonder, like, are they eventually so I, I'm assuming we'll eventually get a Claude and then we'll eventually get a Byleth, right? Uh we'll definitely get a Claude. We will probably get a Byleth or two. Yeah. Do uh, you think the Byleth will be mythic? Like two mythic Byleths just due to her Um his or her nature, I should say. I think Byleth themselves on their uh will be legendary. They could go with Mythic, considering the reasoning for Byleth being Byleth. But I think Byleth is likely to be legendary. Yeah. Yeah. If if anyone who we haven't gotten uh from Three Houses has a likelihood of being mythic, it is an NPC character, so Yeah. yeah. Don't no, don't want to say who for spoiler reasonings, but No no no. Yeah, don't we don't wanna we don't wanna spoil this game. And again with Nemesis being a ghb unit who knows yes yeah for sure i i i guess it's just it's nice it's nice to see dimitri here um you know uh in his video it was kind of interesting to see him move the extra space and then seeing you know reading about his abilities and stuff how he has that odd um is it odd or even i think it's odd 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 yeah his odd movement um i think that's a really you know i like those abilities like the and the fact that they've added like the turn counter on the screen now so you can kind of strategize without having to remember which turn it was mm-hmm. um yeah seems like a, a solid entry i i, I really did want to summon him because i'm like i kind of want my you know um choose your legends lords team and then i want my legendary lords team and then my uh, I don't have all the original. I think I only have original Edelgard in terms of uh, their first entries into the game. But okay. the fact that this is our third version of Dimitri and in so short a time is uh, that kind of I wouldn't say proof that they're really mining the three houses. But I I, I think that it's steady, right? It's a steady stream it's, of these heroes. It's we seasonally it steady. It's um. You say mining, but it's like kind of striking while the iron is hot, you know? Yeah. They seem to be doing pretty good about all the even fates in Awakening more now of spreading out the old games amongst each other. But, you know, uh, Three Houses is the new one, so kind of makes sense to kind of sort of focus on them a little more. And, you know... We got three Edelgards in less time than it took to get three Dimitris. So, you know, because Dimitri, Claude, and Edelgard's first iterations came out at the same time. And Edelgard, Edel, and the Brave versions all came out at the same time. Roughly a year after the original versions came out, Edelgard got her legendary a couple months ago. So. Hmm. But. 
Speaking of that Edelgard, uh, we do have a bunch of these characters who are, will be returning on future Mythic and Legendary banners, uh, such as in January, we'll be getting Dimitri back, along with Thrasir, Air, and Alm. In February, Robin will be returning. Marth, Marth and Edelgard will both be returning in March. Prom and Mirabilis will be returning in April. And Ryoma's taking a nice long rest and not coming back until May. Nice. Oh, Ryoma. Why you gotta be so... Uh, not lazy. Just, like, kind of not ha- coming back. May's a long time to wait for uh, Ryoma. Because he's in the most crowded color uh, selection, and he is, if not the oldest, definitely among the oldest of the legendary heroes. The only reason Robin gets to come back so soon is the fact that she's colorless and uh, there's like, you know, half as many colorless as there are red. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. Can't win them all. Uh, real- yeah, that's true. There are a lot of reds, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, yeah. let's uh, let's jump into the Outrealm Gate because we've got we've got yes. Game Club to discuss. But before we talk about Game Club, Eddie, you've got uh, you've got something you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, uh, last night uh, I encountered a random voice actor out in the wild. I say wild, but it wasn't an in person; it was online. Uh, but I was watching some of the streamers I've recently started watching as they play Among Us among other stuff, and they were playing some weird game called SCP. Uh, I had no clue what was going on, but uh, while they were playing it, I noticed a random person in their group, because uh, SCP is like 30 people, uh, whose name looked somewhat familiar. Didn't really recognize it. Uh, after they finished that, a small group of them hopped over to Among Us for a bit, and Lily Pichu, one of the ones in there, brought her friend Faye Mata with her. Now, that name may sound a little familiar. Uh, Faye Mata has a character that she voices in heroes lean hmm. although that one may not be fully familiar to you she might recognize her more from uh petra who she voices in three houses okay interesting so I, so a weird game called scp i've never i've never heard that before yeah, it, it was hard to tell what was going on. There was a, like I said, there was like thirty people per game, and it seemed you were assigned to one of three teams: the monsters, the mad scientists, or the lab rats. Uh-huh. And then there were some soldier type characters you might randomly get thrown into to help one team or the other. Uh, not the monsters, but one of the other two teams, and you were trying to escape, or as the monsters trying to kill everyone. So, yeah. It was kind of random and hectic, but it was kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, but they went over to Among Us, and that's when I realized, you know, ah, that's who that is. That's Petra. So, oh, interesting. That's that's yep. cool. I mean, it's nice to see voice actors sort of pop up here and there. So, yep. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Uh, well, there you go. You never know when you're going to come across one of the fabled Fire Emblem voice actors because uh, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. And they all seem to know each other, too. They get along really well, I find. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's jump into Game Club because we played some Blazing Blade and we're working our way through the Lin route in this here segment of Game Club. And we're doing Chapter 4... 
After defeating the bandits, Lynn continues westward. She and her colleagues stop for the night at a ruined fortress. The Galilon, uh, Ganelon bandits are in a rage after their brethren fell to Lynn's sword. They race in pursuit of the companions. Inside the ruined fortress, Lynn is approached by an injured woman named Natalie. She is looking for her husband Dorcas, that left to make money in an attempt to afford healing services for Natalie's leg. Suddenly, the fortress is surrounded by bandits. Lynn protects the eastern entrance while the rest of the troops guard the south entrance. While protecting the eastern entrance, Lynn recognizes Natalie's husband Dorcas, who is working with the bandits. Talking to recruit tutorial, activate! Finally, after defending for seven turns, the bandits retreat, and the chapter ends with Dorcas joining your crew in thanks for saving Natalie. So that, that, I mean, that really does sum up the chapter, but I'm curious for you, Eddie, did you happen, because, you, you know, the boss of the map is, is in the bottom right. Did you happen mm-hmm. to venture out and try to take him out, or did you just kind of stick to the fortress? No, I ventured out and took him out, and it doesn't end the map early. They keep reinforcements keep popping up until the end of the map, oh, okay. until the end of the seven turns. Um, yeah, and one quick note is that Natalie wasn't injured by anything that happened then. It was a childhood injury. Yes. That, yeah, I was trying yeah, to remember, like, kind of gets by with, but yeah, I was trying to remember so. how it, um, how it sort of worked out in terms of. Uh, in terms of that that segment because i couldn't remember like was it a childhood injury but they were trying they were trying to save save or heal her right but no they weren't trying to heal her they were looking for somewhere to camp for the night they get in there and she comes up to them and she you know they realize oh you're injured she's like oh it's a childhood injury i've you know i can get around okay on it i just can't travel very far doesn't bother me too much i get around just fine you know, and it was a case of when the bandits appeared, it's like, well, she can't run, so we're going to have to stay here and protect her, you know, hmm. because of that in- childhood injury. So. Yeah. No, well, I sure. don't know if anything happens in it in later, you know. Uh, I think, I, I, I mean, she doesn't come with us, does she? Like, Natalie, she just sort of hangs. No, she, she goes back to the, her home village, which is nearby, you know, secure that. Dorcas is with us, not with random bandits. Mm-hmm. And we'll protect him for her. You That's know, good. Yeah. We'll be fighting for a good cause instead of, you know, bandits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That is very good. I, I, I personally uh, think Dorcas is a weird name. Just going to throw that out there. Um, but. Because uh, Lindis is so normal. Yeah. Lindis, Lindis is not. <laughs> This is not an, a, a, a name you come across a lot, but I think would Dorcas fits. I mean, he he he's like, oh, I gotta I gotta heal my wife, but I'm gonna join these bandits and try to make money. But my wife wouldn't like that. It's like, it's, uh, Dorcas, you gotta you gotta think. It's, think here. It like, kind of I always kind of you didn't felt it as a you know he was having trouble finding any other work, so he took what he had. You know, he didn't like it, but he needed the money. You know. Yeah, and some more clear differences between late '90s, early 2000s world and modern day with yeah. the way the Ganelon bandits view women. Yeah, they're uh, they're not too 
they're not too great when it comes to that um but the bandits suck we'll just throw that out there and there's a lot of bandits in this whole oh, yeah, there's first 10 quite chapter. a few bandits um however my um kent i think it was was fast enough to be doubling them from the beginning so he was you know they would send a guy with an axe he'd swing and miss and kent would just smack him down so he took out like half the starting bandits in the first round uh he used him and the others and then took um Florina up to the uh, wall where Lynn had been while Lynn and Dorcas went out and dealt with the boss. You know, because she had a lance and there were sword guys coming from that top corner. Mm -hmm. So I will go protect the cracked wall so it didn't get broken down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I didn't move my archer over to the cracked wall fast enough and they eventually did get through. Uh, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't seem to. It it didn't seem to cause much issue for me. I mean, obviously these are still pretty easy chapters, so it yeah. was it was a fairly simple simple route. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think I got the boss killed by turn five, maybe turn six. Okay, and still had a couple more rounds of reinforcements popping up at the end of enemy, every enemy turn and charging in. Hmm. So I got I got pretty. Uh, what was I going to say? I got, um, I just got complacent. I just hung around and I think it was the crack wall bursting that kind of caused the issue to kind of keep me in the fortress a little longer, but near the end I did have my units start to spill out, but a fairly simple map, but I do, I do really dig the, the dig in defend for seven turn type maps. I, I really appreciate those in fire mm-hmm. emblem. So I was waiting for one of these maps and I was really glad we got one. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I really like these types of maps. I like setting up defenses and obviously made a lot easier when you can kind of preview uh, the enemy movements and stuff. But um, yeah. if you play your cards right, you can kind of, you know, gauge it all. But, you know, Lynn was able to hold her own until I uh, swapped her out or at least backed her up with a Lance user, like you said, because you get a lot. Yeah, of that. like I sent Will right over to the cracked wall area right away and he distracted the archer. So the archer didn't join in with his friend. Mm-hmm. And Will was able to one turn the archer after the defensive turn. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I think if that archer hadn't been distracted attacking Will and then getting killed, I might have had, um, you know, the wall break down on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good, it's an interesting it was an, it was a good map, and it again like training you for future uh, encounters where you're gonna have to do stuff like this, but also explaining mm-hmm. to you the very critical uh, piece of Fire Emblem where you have a specific character talk to another specific character to recruit them, and it was very telegraphed, even even without um, the sort of prompts that pop up. It's it's really interesting to revisit the way Nintendo introduced North America to this franchise. So. Um, it's really cool. I'm glad we're playing it, and yep. uh, we will continue playing it next week. And yeah, the whole recruitable people on the bad guy side, unless it's the boss, if it has a name, you can usually recruit them, and they usually give you plenty of prompts to indicate who you should talk to them. Otherwise, like they said in it, just use Lynn. You know, yeah. I always find that funny. You always know who you can potentially recruit from looking at the pre-map stuff and looking who has a name well he has a name but he's not the boss oh i guess i can recruit him Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, it's uh, it, you can, yeah, you can't recruit the boss. You don't recruit the boss. Come on, you just have to kind of live with it. Yep, anyone who's not a boss who has a name usually can be recruited. Yeah, exactly. So. That's the thing you would always do in the early Fire Emblem games is you would just scour the map for named characters outside of the boss, like as you said, and and yeah, okay. How do I? Who do I talk to? Who do I have to talk to around here to get some? Most often than not, they usually give you some little chit chat like they did at the beginning of this that tells you who to talk to exactly yeah there's usually a and hint if uh, they don't do that most likely uh your hero character will work mm-hmm. your lord indeed well we will be back with more game club next week with the uh chapter five of the lin root as we barrel towards the end of this year session of game club and work our way towards 2021's first game club which is Brought to you by our lovely donors for Extra Life. We are doing Extra Life again, and we are supporting sick kids in Toronto by going to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. Anyone who donates $10 or more to our campaign can vote for our first 2021 game club, and we are playing Three Houses, and we are asking our donors to choose which route we play. Currently in the lead, it is Verdant Wind, so Claude's route. And, uh, yeah, that's, that is what we're doing. It's all for charity. A hundred percent of your donations go to the charity and, um, it is a, it is a great cause. So keep that in mind. All donations go to, uh, sick kids and for every $10 you can pick or put a vote towards your favored route for three houses and donations close on December 31st. Got plenty of time to get in there and show your support. Bit.ly slash extra life Ryan. Also on that note, we are having a very Fire Emblem Extra Life on November 28th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We are doing a special dual episode of Summoner's Call and Two Lords Without Swords, where we're going to be talking about the state of Fae. And actually, very interesting that we are doing that on November 28th, which will be the end, I would imagine, the end of Book 4. So we'll be able to talk about the last four years and its content, and look forward to what comes next. But we will be playing video games afterwards, and we are asking our community to join us. I'll be streaming live, twitch.tv slash RyanMurphyCA. So definitely give it a follow to know when we go live. Uh, Eddie had reminded me to update everyone on our quest to purchase um, um, Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. Is that right? I just did that off the top of my head based on... Yes. um, Yeah. So they're doing a 30th anniversary collection of that game, fully localized, and uh, Eddie wanted me to... Or Eddie was poking me like, yeah, you had an update. And uh, yes, I was able to pre-order the the collection. I still haven't decided if I want it, but you know what? Um, This is going to sound silly, but the poster and kind of the NES cart almost makes it worth it for me and everything else is icing on the cake and obviously the game too because I, I do want to play it but uh yeah for, for me yeah it's really the little uh cartridge replica thing yeah yeah the 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 cartridge thing looks really cool um that's sort of my my big like that's the thing that's going to go on the shelf is like a, ooh cool look at this but you know other than that I don't have a lot of like Fire Emblem memorabilia and I do like the franchise. It just haven't, hasn't been a lot. Obviously I have some Amiibo, but um, it feels like a really solid add to a collection that I just don't as you know, underrepresents a big fandom I have, which is, I like Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm, I don't know what the art book entails, but I'm kind of hoping we get some, like, I love 
early NES concept art to kind of see what the creators envisioned and then how they had to like boil it down into an 8-bit rendition. So I, I like seeing that stuff as well. I think early NES concept art is fascinating. Um, but yes, uh, when I was streaming last two Fridays ago, a game went live on Best Buy, was unable to purchase while I was streaming, and then it went live on The Source, which is a Canadian sort of um, Radio Shack that still exists, sort of. We, have, okay. we had Radio Shack as well. It went live as I was putting the kids down, so I'm like, well, I can't buy this because I've got to put the kids down for, for bed. And then I think yesterday, just randomly it went up on Amazon at a decent time, and I'm, I just had to click the button, open the app, hit add to cart, and I was or pre-order and I was done. So that's why I like Amazon. It makes it simple and easy to just purchase. So I do have it. Uh, I will probably end up keeping the pre-order, but as you know, last I checked, they still had the pre-orders up on Amazon. So I'm a little, I'm either like concerned that they're sort of selling through in the sense that um, they're just taking orders as they get them. Um, I was just going to look it up and see if it's still there, but uh, I'm wondering if they're just taking as many orders as they can. And then, oh, now it's not popping up. Could be that most of the people who really wanted it already got it, or... Maybe, maybe. Maybe they had a larger chunk this final time. Yeah, so it is still live on it, which is unheard of for these type of collections. But they they did sell, they would, they did say they would sell it to the end of March. So maybe they're just, they're just taking, they have, like you said, they maybe Amazon got the most amount of stock, so... um, yeah, and it's a decent price too. Sixty three dollars plus tax Canadian for a for a for a Nintendo Collector's Edition. That's pretty good. Uh, it is an eight dollar game, so obviously you're spending an extra fifty bucks. So, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about it on this very show. I'm sure when we get a chance to play it and and dig through the Collector's Edition, so we'll be able to share our thoughts when we have it in our hands. So look forward to that shortly after December fourth. Uh, Eddie, thanks for reminding me about that because I completely would have moved through it. Um, that is going to do it for our show this week. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out our Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.